Hi, I'm Henry, and I'm from the United States, and I'm a Coldplay fan. Everybody and welcome to Code Talks, the Coldplay Fans podcast for the second time this uh, second half of the season. <laughs> I must say, it feels so good to be back. Like I, I said the same thing on the previous episode, which was the the comeback. Can we can we put it like that? <laughs> and uh, but now, like after the episode got released, I, I I saw the love of you guys for the show and for the stories that are being told here and. Uh, for the guests and for the band and for those people and for this community. And uh, yeah, there's so much love coming and going from here that I feel extremely thankful to be a part of this every 15 days. So, um, and for be a part of this Coldplay fan community that we have, especially on Twitter. So yeah, before we actually begin, thank you very much if you listened to this, the Simon episode previously and, um, it means a lot. It definitely means a lot that we are back and you guys are back with me, with us. And uh, yeah, thank you. Well, Coldplay has begun the Music of the Spheres World Tour uh, European leg. And um, something that is like very nice, I even tweeted about that a few days ago, is that how nice it is to see some previous Coldplay fans that are that were like guests here in the podcast now at a at a concert, at a couple of concert, after all those years, some people go into their first concerts ever, like in this tour right now. And well, they just closed, they just finished the last leg on the United States, on America, in North America in general. And now they're going to Europe. So lots, lots of loved ones, lots of people who have already been here, have been to the tour. And um, recently I saw Tucci in the, um, the Music of This Year's World Tour in Frankfurt, the beginning of the European leg. That was so beautiful. Like, And it's Twitter makes something, uh, Twitter bonds us in a very specific way that it's uh, like, I got to see her talking about Tucci now because of the, the latest example, but this happens to a lot of you guys. Um, that wasn't who who was not people who were not uh, on the podcast already. This is very general, but in the case of Ch- of Duce, like I got to see her prepping for the show. I got to see her getting into the venue, into the stadium. I got to see her in the concert. Actually, I got to see her after the concert, going back home, and uh, her train adventures. Duce, if, li- if you're listening to that. <laughs> I see, we saw you, we saw everything uh, that happened. And this is so specifically, um, this enhances, this, this kind of things like enhance, enhances the, the idea that we are a big community that are spread like all over the world and we can see our journey to go see the band and meet our friends that we have previously only met online. Ah, that's so beautiful. That's that's just such a nice feeling. And I must say, this is my first time as a Coldplay fan in the Coldplay Twitter, like that active. So I'm pretty sure that this was already a thing before the Music of the Spheres tour, but now I am like being a part of that as well. And, and I'm very happy. Like the moment of my day is the moment that I 
grab my cell phone and say, oh, let's check Coldplay Twitter. Let's check where people are and what's the next concert and, and what is supposed to happen. And the set list, come on, politic happened. And uh, well, so many great things happened in this, in this beginning of, um, of the European tour. So yeah, it's very nice to see everyone having their moments with the band. Talking about moments with the band, I guess that's the perfect excuse I have to talk about today's guests. Uh, as you have already seen in the title, today we have Henry, which is a Coldplay fan for quite a long time. He's the creator of Coldplay NYC, very nice Instagram and Facebook page. If you follow any kind of Coldplay account from the United States, you probably know Henry. He have been to a lot of Coldplay concerts, a lot of Coldplay concerts, specifically in this era. He hadn't been to many concerts before this um, music of this year's era, but wow, <laughs> he has compensated uh, for he has compensated for the time he hasn't watched the band live. He's a fan for a long. He's basically a fan for as much as the same amount of time that I am a fan. So that was a very nice point in our conversation and something that I thought it was very nice that I think I should not warm but tell that beforehand is that Henry had told stories that we have already seen, we have already listened here in the pod, but he has such a specific perspective that it was very nice to listen to him talking about that as well. So, I mean... Um, it was, it was so nice to have Henry here. And um, yeah, buckle up because we have lots of different stories and lots of things to tell. And uh, the, the chatting with Henry was so great that I, I guess well, maybe we need to have a, a part two or something <laughs> because he's. I'm pretty sure he still has lots of things to say. So yeah, let's not waste any time any longer. Let's go, Henry Cole Talks. So, hello, Harry. How are you? Good, good. How are you? I'm pretty good as well. <laughs> I need to be honest. I'm a bit, I don't know, nervous because it has been a long time since I haven't like recorded because of the break we had in the middle of the year. So, like, this is this is sounding like new for me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's good. It's good to have you. It's very nice to have you. Um, good to be here. And I get. It's good to be able. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice. I hope we have a nice conversation. And um, Henry, how did you get to the Coldplay fandom? How, why are you here? How did you get to be a, a Coldplay fan? Yeah, so I have a few people to thank for me being a Coldplay fan. Oh. Two people that I think of are my eighth grade teacher who wow. assigned me uh, an assignment to do a... Uh, we, had to, I, we had to find a song on this book that matched the story of the plot. Uh, the, the book was wow. The Outsiders, which is usually okay. every American class has to do a book report on The Outsiders. Yeah. And so there's this character called Pony Boy who goes, through a lot of, who goes through a lot of highs and lows. And so we had to pick a song that matched his story. And at the time, okay. Viva La Vida had just come out. And I'm like, hey, you know, listening to her on the radio, this actually kind of matches um the story so mm -hmm. I, I i heard viva la vida and i'm like oh this is this is really cool so that was around 2009 2010 or so and then you know i i listened to coldplay i wasn't like a huge fan my friend gabe 
Uh, shout out to Gabe. He kind of, <laughs> he liked Coldplay, not as much as I do now, but he liked them. And he was like, hey, let's, let's watch this music video together. I think it was like Adventure of the Lifetime. So, oh. yeah. And, and that's, you know, when I got a little bit more interested. And then really in college, so like six or seven years ago, was when I really became, you know, a big fan. And unfortunately, I, I had just missed the Head Full of Dreams tour. And I I don't know why. I just wow. I couldn't go. And I was just so disappointed. And so finally, when they came back, I was really happy. Music of the Spheres. I finally got to, to live the entire Coldplay experience for the first time, really. So that was really nice. So, so you haven't got to any Coldplay concerts on the I Have Little Dreams era? No, unfortunately not. They came to New York wow. or technically New Jersey twice, MetLife Stadium, and uh, 2016, 2017. And I was away both times. So it was really, wow. yes. I really thought that, like, I don't know, so we, we tend to, as, as human beings, to like imagine those stories. And I see on, on your, maybe I'm wrong, but I see on your like Twitter account and this kind of thing that you are very into A Head Full of Dreams. Yeah, because, I, I am. I am into A Head Full of Dreams. And yeah. um, I, I, I wish I could have been there, but unfortunately I, I was not. So I made up for it with some really nice experiences, which I'll tell you more in the podcast, beginning with oh, the yeah. everyday life era. Um, but, oh, yeah. Okay. So I... I, I I consider myself lucky, you know, like at, at first, I'm not going to lie. I, I was really um, just sad. I didn't get to go to those concerts earlier on in my life. Even like Milo's Zyloto, they had a concert like in Brooklyn, which is really near my house. And they had a house that they had. Um, a, they had a show on Long Island, which also I couldn't make. So there was a lot of shows that were really n- nearby that I never just was. I never got to them. So finally, yeah. I made the effort to go starting an everyday life. So I don't know. Can I tell the story about um, Saturday sure. Night Live? Sure. Yeah, uh, you're awesome. here for that. Awesome. You're here for that. So, um, yeah, Saturday Night Live, right? My first Coldplay experience, uh, the everyday life era. So this is uh, going back to November 1st of 2019. Yeah. So yeah. At, at the time, I... I Really didn't know many people from the Coldplay fandom. I had just joined the Facebook group just called Coldplay. At the time, it had 66,000 members. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a lot. But now it's at 150. So yeah, it, it, it wasn't as popular. It's because it's been around for 20 years, you know, just as, as, the, yeah. as the band has been around. Or at least it's over, over 10 years. I know the group has been around. So yeah. It's been around for a while and it's been slowly growing. And in the last three years, it's just gone exponentially up in people. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I knew like one or two people from that group. And this wonderful person named Christiane reached out to me. And Christiane was the, from the Coldplay Facebook group. And she asked me if I was going to go to line up. Because Saturday Night Live, it's not something that you can just buy tickets for. You have to yeah. camp outside like a mad person. It's a and very long process, right? I, we had like some people who, Brooke was there and yes. she she has been already on, on the podcast already. I think Haley was there as well and they yep. have already been to the podcast as well. So, I mean, um, that was honestly, th- that, that was, was a day. Those, <laughs> those two or three people were really it and me and like, Wow. But from the Coldplay fandom, right? 
And then there was a lot of people that were just general SNL fans. And then there were Kristen Stewart fans because Kristen Stewart was the host. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I didn't know any of these people outside of Christiane who I just knew on Facebook. And so Christiane started waiting out of the venue on Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday. Wednesday. And, and Saturday wow. Night Live, last time I checked, was on a Saturday. So she yes. waited Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I got there Friday at around 11. There was a storm the night before. And Oof. I was going to go later. But because of the storm on Halloween, there was a lot of trees on my campus. Because I had class. So <laughs> the, the trees being knocked over canceled my classes. And the chainsaws of them cutting the trees down uh, woke me up. I didn't even set my alarm. So, like, it was all oh. fate for me to wake up and get yeah. there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take this time to – because I never wake up. Everyone who knows me knows I get up at, like, 11 every day. So get it. Um, I woke up at 7, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to the Coldplay. I'm going to, like, wait in line for Coldplay. So I got to New York City from my school in New Jersey about 11 a.m., and I got in line. I think I was, like, 20th in line. But wow. the thing about SNL is that there's two shows. So half the people go to the dress rehearsal. And yeah. half the people go to the actual live show. And there's really no preference. They will play plays at both shows. And they have some, sometimes even the dress rehearsal has more skits because they cut some yeah. time. And so it was really split. But we waited there all night. Um, I waited there for 20 hours or so. And at, at 7 a.m. on Saturday, they come out with the standby tickets. So at Got the it. time... Everyone kind of wakes up from their sleep and uh, they pack up their folding chairs. And this woman comes out from the uh, rainbow room and she hands out the cards. So I was about 20th or something in line, but I was ninth. I was ninth for the live show because half the people go. to so, so I was ninth for the live show. So what happens is you go home, uh, you get some sleep and then you come back. I came back into the city and lined up about nine or so. And they, they have you in the gift shop for SNL and they have you in order of your number. And so I was ninth. I think Haley was like 12th or 11th or 12th or something like that. So yeah. Haley was right behind me. I didn't really know Haley personally. And now I have a whole life story with yeah. Haley, but I'll get into that in a little bit. So there's okay. a lot of people who I didn't know back then who now I'm very good friends with. Yeah, that's the magic of of, yes. of Coldplay, actually, of, of being a fan, right? Like, exactly. you know some people. Like, I remember um, Brooke saying that she and Haley got to a, a concert, like an early Coldplay uh, concerts on, on, on America. And, uh, but they didn't know each other. So, yeah. like, they yeah. talk about this concert now and they weren't, they were actually very close as Haley, as, 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 um, Brooke told me, but they didn't know each other. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, those, those encounters are very random, but well, they the, actually happen. The difference with SNL is that you can get to this point. You can get, you can stand in line all week. Yeah. You could yeah. get there first. You can get a standby ticket. You can get to the gift shop. They can even take you into the next room. Uh, there's like a bunch of rooms before, before the studio and they hold you in these rooms and they wait for people to not show up 
for you to take their place. Because there's a lot of people, they give they give tickets out to like press and people from yeah. the media. And then there's people that don't show up. So that's what the standby tickets are for. So uh, it's very nerve wracking. And we were all freaking out because we were getting to really close to getting into the studio. But even from then, like it was like 10 p.m., 10.30 p.m. We were all uh-huh. waiting there all day. And they could just say, oh, we're not, we're not taking anyone. I, I, I later went back to Jimmy Fallon in the same studio, and it was the same thing. And they only took two people from the line. So, two? Yeah, wow. it, it's crazy. I mean, so in, in the case of SNL, I think they took about 30. So there was a good amount of people that were turned yeah. away. Because there was like probably 200 people online. So luckily, I got in, and I was very excited. Kristen Stewart started the show. and. Coldplay performed Orphans in Everyday Life. And uh, I don't know if you know that GIF that, um, with Orphans. Uh, I don't know if you type on Instagram, Coldplay, yeah. one of the first to come up. But when Chris is like waving his arms in Orphans, I'm actually like in the background. <laughs> so that was I, like fun facts. Yeah, I, I think I, I saw that. I yeah, think I know you can what just you're type in about. orphans everyday life, uh, orphans SNL, SNL, yeah. and like it's like the thumbnail. But anyway, and there is something very nice about this concert specifically because uh, it was the first time that it performed everyday life. Yes, actually, yes. it was the first time that like just after that the song got released on onto Spotify and streaming platform. So yep. I remember talking about that with uh, Brooke, and mm-hmm. and she said that. Wow, it was actually the first time that everybody got to listen to their song, to that song. Yep. And she talked about that dress rehearsal thing that she that some people like that were there listened actually even before. Yes. But um, I mean, it was the first time ever like that yeah. the whole world were listening to this song and being performed live. And how was that for you? Like specifically that point where well, did you know that they were going to play a new song? <laughs> no, uh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Um what they were going to do. I was next to one really nice fan named Luke, who I still talk with. I recently saw him yeah. at the Music of the Spirit show. But um, so we were we were listening together, but we were surrounded by people who weren't really Coldplay fans. And I specifically remember these two girls to my left. I was wearing like this big leather jacket and I was like standing up and waving my arms during orphan, Orphans. And they were like <laughs> so scared of me. Like they were like <laughs> leaned over to the left because they didn't want me to like, um, like them. hurt them or hit them by yeah. accident dancing or whatever <laughs> but like everyday life we were all still because it was like such like a, a slow steady song and we were yeah. all like taken away by it but I, I was really impressed and I really did enjoy it so um, you know it, when you're inside you can't take your phone out at all they're very strict about that and if yeah. you even so much as take your phone out not even turn it on they'll ask you to leave so I, of course, I couldn't record it or anything like that, but um, I did want to sneak a picture, right? Like, I, I don't know why I just <laughs> want to sneak a picture, like when everyone's waving at the end of the show. So I took yeah. my phone out, but then I saw the security guard, like, looking over at me. So I'm like, all right, let me that's, get out of here. So, like, everyone was, everyone was packing up to leave. So I left, and I went down the stairs, and I got almost to the street of New York City when I realized they were handing out discount cards to get, like, a shirt or something like that. And I realized that I had actually already bought a shirt before the show started with like SNL, Coldplay, whatever. And I left it in a bag under my seat. So I'm like, oh no, I left. Like I was so, I was such in a hurry to get out that I forgot to get my bag, right? So this is where things get interesting. So I asked security to go back to my seat and 
they there's like a whole process and they take you from one security guard to another. So they granted me permission and I got back up and I got my bag. And like I said, getting back up was like very difficult. Like there was one person to another person to another person. Yeah. And there was like daylight savings that day. So people were like in a rush to get out. And when I got my bag, obviously I was near back to the stage and I just saw like, like things being unfolded. They were taking down the set. And uh, I didn't want to stay too long. I think I stayed like two or three minutes, like actual two or three minutes. On my way back, it seemed like magically everyone had left. Like, (laughs) I don't know what happened in that two or three minutes, but it went from being very busy because all the fans were leaving. It went from being very busy to just like two or three security guards. So I went back the elevator because that's how you get back down to the ground floor and there was like six elevators like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory and (laughs) I asked them hey which elevator should I take and they go oh you can take that one or that one or that one and I'm like or any other or or whatever and I'm like (laughs) okay so I see this woman with like um a suit like seems very important she was her head was down looking at her phone the entire time she op- like she pushes the elevator button, gets in the elevator, and I just follow her. And it was Kristen Stewart. No, it was not. It was <laughs> someone who was just working for the studios. But she was looking at her phone the entire time that I don't even think that she realized that I was in the elevator with her. <laughs> so we get to the we get to the floor, the lobby, or so I thought. The door is open, and she just walks out and does her thing. And then I get out and I realized, oh, this is not the lobby. <laughs> uh, turns out I was backstage, right? So wow, okay. I, um, yeah, because the, ba- the backstage area is on one floor and the lobby is the next floor. So I guess this elevator went to that only to that floor. So she got out. She was working for the studios. So mm-hmm. I took one step out of the elevator. I looked to my right and about 10 feet away from me is Phil Harvey. Oof. So. Uh, Phil is like talking to this, I want to say like a producer, um, someone, some woman who seems important. So I go, hey, Phil. And Phil just stops his conversation with this woman and looks at me. And I'm like, oh, why did I say that? And then he, he goes, oh, hi, you know, like in his <laughs> jolly Phil voice. And, you know, and so this is like this begun really my um my time as a true true fan i feel because i was able to like go up to him and and this is my first experience you know like keep in mind uh, i go up to him i'm like hey like i'm a big fan i waited out here you know to get into the show i told him i waited like 20 hours something he's like oh man that's so kind like thanks for doing that we appreciate it gave me a hug and uh, then we had like about a 10 minute conversation and the funny part, I was just babbling. I couldn't honestly tell you anything that I said in this conversation. I was like, oh. I do not judge you. I was like, Everyday Life, that's such a cool song. Like, the Hallelujah part is so cool. Is that, like, actually going to be on the um, on the audio file? He's like, yeah. Like, And I was, oh, I asked him, like, is it true that Arabesque was wrote down, the, like, um, was written in the Viva La Vida era? And he confirmed that. And, um, you know, he was just <laughs> telling me some random information. And I was just like, Floating, you know, and then it turns out I was actually floating because the entire time I was talking to him, my feet were on this this platform that were that was on wheels. So and and the wheels were like turning back and forth. 
And I was I, I almost slipped and broke my face right in front of Phil Harvey. He's like, oh, are you oh okay? God. And I'm like, luckily I landed on my feet. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. And he's like, well, and then uh, he had to like check on something. So he left, but then he came back and we talked for like another five, 10 minutes. Wow. And I'm like, hey, Phil, can I have a, can I, can I ask you for a favor? He's like, yeah, sure. What? Well, I belong to this Coldplay Facebook group. And um, I don't know if you guys know about us. He actually, he didn't. He's like, no, man, I don't, to be honest, I don't really use Facebook. And I'm like, okay, well, we have this uh, group called Coldplay and we really like, if you record a video, just say hi. He's like, yeah, of course. So I have this video on my phone and uh, it's wow. me and Phil backstage. And keep in mind, phones backstage are not okay. It's not and you allowed. got arrested after that or something? No, because what? Uh, it's shocking how... I was literally a random person. I got backstage on SNL. I was I was recording and no one stopped me. So I have this video with, with Phil and I'm like, hey, Phil, welcome to 66. Say hi to 66,000 members of Coldplay. He's like, hello, everyone. We love you. Everything like that. So anyway, Phil had to leave after we took that video. He's like, stay out of trouble, Henry. And I'm like, thanks, Phil. I will. And so he 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 left, but he was so nice to me. And I'm like, oh, is Chris oh, yeah. here? Is Chris here? He's like, well, the last time I checked, Chris was in the dressing room. And then I looked at the sign that said dressing room, and there was swarms of security, right? So oh. I took like 10 steps towards the dressing rooms just to like see if I could get anywhere closer. Obviously, I'm not going inside the dressing room, but um, yeah. I was just going to wait and maybe see if he comes. And I waited for maybe another... 10 minutes or so, but eventually a security asked me it, why I was there. And I was just like, Oh, my uncle works here. He's like, Who's your <laughs> and I'm like, uh, which is funny because one of my cousins in, in the seventies actually did work for SNL, but not wow. anymore. So I kind of went with that lie and, uh, they didn't really kick me out, but I saw them getting suspicious. So at this point I thought that Chris had already left or the, the entire band had already left because Bill left. So I was like, all right, the band probably is gone. So I ended up get, taking the elevator out, like cutting my losses without getting in trouble. I just met Phil. It was great, you know? Yeah. And um, and then I left, you know? And that was like the most magical night of my life for two full <laughs> years, sure. right? Wow. So uh, I, I met a couple of, of people, but not too many, right? Because it, was it wasn't really a Coldplay show. It was just like an experience that yeah. Coldplay was involved with, right? So um, my personal next experience, fast forwarding, to a year ago about um, the Today Show. Oh. Coldplay debuts Higher Power. Um, so another uh, nice experience in the middle of New York City. Yeah, um, and it was like their first performance after the pandemic. I mean, yes, they were yeah. like eager to play live. They were... Yep. Like, so this was probably the most stressful three days of my life, right? So <laughs> um, before before the Today Show, the night before, I don't know if people recall, but they play on the Jimmy Fallon show. Yeah. So I wanted to see them on the Jimmy Fallon show. And this is similar to SNL. So me and my friend who I met on Twitter, shout out to Jose, uh, we met each other for the first time actually standing in line. And we were the first two people in line for the Jimmy Fallon show. And then we got we got in line... This the show was on, I think, a Tuesday. No, uh, yeah, I think, no, it was a Monday night because I think, no, it was a Thursday, actually. I'm sorry, because the Today Show was a Friday. So this, it, was, yeah. this was Wednesday night. We, we, we camped out for the show on Thursday and we camped out all night. There was also two other kids who joined us after 
uh, like 15 minutes after we got there. So like we got there at 1230 a.m. They got there at 1245. And um, we all lined up thinking that we were going to get in. And this was also the first Jimmy Fallon show that was uh, open to the public since the pandemic. So even mm-hmm. not even the staff knew where the standby line was or, or anything <laughs> like that. So it was very, um, it was cha- chaotic. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I also think that Haley and a few others joined us online and thinking oh. that we would get to see Coldplay on the Jimmy Fallon show. So, you know, it's, a, it's similar to SNL. They give us a standby ticket one and two and we and then everyone is lined up a bunch of people that you had podcasts with jimmy was there this is the first time i met jimmy and he was very nice in fact um not knowing that jimmy was right behind me i i I was impersonating jimmy i'm like oh yeah well jimmy said that the show was gonna start this time or something like that and then Jimmy puts his hand on me. He's like, what did Jimmy say? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. And um, he was I'm loving that really, we have like really... a series of accidents that only results yeah, in yeah. great things. <laughs> exactly. So uh, that's honestly like my favorite stories about Coldplay. Obviously, yes, I like to see the band, but the show only lasts for a couple of hours, you know? And, and it's really your experiences with the fans that really... <laughs> I think shapes my fandom. I can't really speak for too many others, but um, you know, see, meeting all these people for the first time was really nice. But yeah. he's like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm actually going to go to the show. Like, I'm just going to hang out and watch." That's kind of how Jimmy is these days. Is these days, and um, so we just hung around, and then the guy comes up and says, "We're taking two people from the from the standby line." So it was me and Jose. We were the only wow. two people to get in, even if the two kids that got behind us at like 1245 a.m they didn't get chosen so it was really sad i'm like i wanted to take all my friends with me but at the same time like i want to see coldplay too so yeah. um we got chosen and we go through security we go back to our seat they put us in the back of the studio and then they tell us that coldplay was pre-recorded and i'm like what oh, so no. i'm like you know i wish i would have known that before because i yeah. waited all night i wasted all my energy i came from work and um, here I am going back and forth from Long Island to New York City because I live on Long Island. And mm. I, I go back and forth. And, you know, it was nice. I, for, I yeah, forgot I who mean, was there. I forgot who I'm the, pretty sure Jimmy Fallon is very nice. I mean, um, yeah. I, I like, yeah, I like him. I, I like watching him like independently on, on the guests. But I'm pretty sure I would not uh, leave my house at, at like yeah. in the morning well, because of that. It was a good show, but the thing is, the next day I had to get up at 4 a.m. to see Coldplay, oh. like actually. So, <laughs> and, and then the night of, there was another show. So there were so many things going on that I, yeah. I wish I didn't waste my energy on, on, on camping all night for the Jimmy Fallon show. Because yeah. So after the Jimmy Fallon show, the Fallon show actually gets taped at like around 5 p.m. So it ended around 6 or so. And um, I go home. I sleep for about four or five hours. I, I didn't sleep at all the night before, so I desperately oh, needed God. sleep. And then I woke yeah. up at around 4 a.m., got to the city around 5 a.m., and here I meet a lot of people queuing in line. People got there at like 3, I think, Haley and Haley's friends were like the first to show up. So... I was with my pod with Jeff, Jessica, and Devin, and 
Jeff was actually the person who won. You had to win tickets. You had to win yeah, through I remember um, the, the website. Yeah. yeah so I, I did not win. And luckily, I met the nicest guy actually in the world. And his <laughs> name is Jeff. And he invited me to be in the group. And I was just like, you know, excited to, to go. And he was very nice meeting him for the first time. And, and Jessica. When you, and when you was, say Jeff, you're talking about a separate guy on Twitter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got um, it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Jeff, uh, Jeffrey Adam is um, a fan from New York. And he uh, got me into the, the show with his pod. So everyone had their own pod. Like uh, Haley had... Um, Haley had their own pod. I had my own pod and uh, Jimmy had his own pod. So we had like a different pods. And then we, we went in one pod at a time. I think the, the, the gates opened up at like 6 a.m. or so. And so I got the barricade to the right and um, they were doing, they came out, they did a couple sound checks. They only played Viva La Vida. Oh, sorry, not Viva La Vida. They played Higher Power oh, yeah. for, for the show. And they played um, for us, they played a sky full of stars, and I think they played one other song. That's I guess what I'm it was clocks. Think. Oh yes, it was clocks. Yeah, yep. I remember that. Firepower, clocks, and then sky full of stars. Yep. Yeah. So they played a couple songs, and so anyway, I saw Phil uh, from like he was next to the stage behind a barricade, another barricade, and he was with I don't know. Um, just people who work for the band, maybe a couple of producers, people from, from NBC. Yeah. And he was, he was like trying to talk to them about something like setting something up. And I, I waved to him as a joke because people knew me at the time as the guy who met Phil yeah. backstage. Right. <laughs> so I, I, I waved to him and he's like, you know, everyone's like, Hey Henry, it's your friend, Phil. Why don't you wave to him? Whatever. <laughs> like making fun of me. And I'm like, okay. So I was like, Hey Phil, it's Henry from SNL. And he just like puts his hand up and he waves. I, and I'm like, oh, that's cool that he waved, right? Little to, little to my knowledge, after the show, he comes up to me and he goes, hey, how's it going? He like fifth bumps a couple people. This is when yeah. Haley first met Phil. Yeah, lots and of people met Phil that day, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was because I was there. He came over and, and they uh, I was calling his him. name. Yeah. yeah, and he came over. We took a couple videos. And we got autographs. I took pictures, I think, of Brooke and Haley. <laughs> I remember oh, that Saf was there that day. And yes, she that, had that like... Saf was there. Saf had, was in Haley. Yeah, part. she so, had just the best uh, sign ever that said, like, yes. release the race, whatever it takes. Yeah, yeah, I remember and, that. And yeah. she got so, it signed by, by, um, by Phil, right? By so. Phil. Yeah. That was so, so awesome. I, yeah, I have I have a, a cardboard uh, sign. I think like Coldplay gives me a higher power. He signed oh. it, which was really nice. It was it was such a cool experience. And then after, I remember we walked across the street. We saw a couple of roadies. I know Matt McGinn. I took a picture with him, yeah. and um, a couple of us. So we saw Phil go into NBC Studios after he was like setting something up. And um, yeah, it was really it was a beautiful day too. So yeah. it was like one of my favorite experiences. But that night, there was another Coldplay show to be had. And this is yeah. another magical The 4th of July so, Macy's thing, right? 4th of July Macy's parade. Yeah. Uh, Macy's 4th uh, of July spectacular, fireworks spectacular. Uh, so this was in Long Island City. And this was the weirdest Coldplay show I've ever been to. <laughs> wow. Because this was in the middle of a square in Long Island City. Yeah. Like, like, think of like just like a town square. And it's like a park. People are throwing Frisbees. <laughs> uh, people are hanging out. 
they're they're sunbathing. It's just like you know, if you go to a park. Yeah. And meanwhile, there's this stage being set up in the back next to the water, uh, the Hudson River, and people are just hanging out. And I go, yeah. So, is, are you guys here for the concert? And they go, yeah. We hear there's a concert tonight, but do you know who's <laughs> playing? And they're under the assumption that it's like a garage band. Wow. And I'm like, you know, Coldplay is playing here. And they're like, what? Like, what, Coldplay? What? And I'm like, yeah, like, it, it's Coldplay. I didn't and, know that far. And they, they couldn't believe it. And so we got online, and there's two lines, two, ha- two halves of the line. One line is for the people that are, that are in, that won tickets to the show. And I, I didn't win. Again, my friend Jose won. He invited me. So I, I've like, got the best mercy. friends ever. Yeah, I have really good friends. I will say that. I have really good friends. So, but what I will say is oh, there was a there was another section. There was a very small section for the people that won. Then, then there was a barricade, and then there was a huge area for people just who were just hanging out yeah. to just watch the show for free. So you didn't have to win tickets to this show. Yeah. And a lot of people from the Today Show, a lot of fans, they just left. They went home. They're like, oh, I didn't win tickets to that, so I, I couldn't go. But in reality, like anyone could go to that show, and it was an, it was a much more complete show, obviously, than the Today Show because they played like half a set list, so yeah. it was pretty nice. And so they they gave us like Fourth of July hats, like things to wave around, uh, just very um, American, very American concert. Yeah. And so there was two lines to get in, and one line was just for the staff to walk back and forth. So everyone was on their phones, you know, like queuing up for the line, everyone. And you had a lot of fans that even that won tickets that weren't really Coldplay fans, if I'm being honest. They were just like, who wanted to go to a show post-COVID? And this is like their first experience. So a lot of people were just there to just watch a show. And But th- there was a couple of us diehard Coldplay fans yeah. there. And little to my knowledge, Coldplay was using that other line to walk back and forth from their van to the stage because they had their dressing room in their truck. Yeah. And because this is like a makeshift stage. So in the middle of New York. <laughs> so um, they they were walking back and forth in their street clothes and half the people didn't even know who they were. So I have like this video of Chris Martin just walking right by me and no one blinks an eye except for like a couple of us. Yeah. And it was like the weirdest thing. So um, I got a high five from Chris. And then only when I like put my hand up to give a high five, people like were like, oh, it's Chris Martin. <laughs> and then like then comes Guy, then comes yeah. Will, then comes Johnny. And then the security guards were there. So like then everyone knew it was them because they were coming back and forth from soundcheck. So the, the show itself was beautiful. I mean, there was yeah. fireworks on the water. Yeah. They played a sky full of stars, higher power. It was just an amazing show. I think they played like six or seven songs. I know they played Viva a couple times. They played higher power. They they played uh, in the middle of all of this. They actually played a One Republic song just over the what? over the over the speakers. Yeah, I and didn't know they, that. They played a well, not Coldplay played, but they just like oh. they played over the speakers a One Republic song for us <laughs> to dance, and they made it seem like we were at the One Republic because One Republic oh. was another band that was recording for Fourth of July. Got it. So for, uh, One Republic like wasn't there, but they played it over the speakers, and they recorded us dancing to it as if One Republic was there. So uh, it was a very unique experience, and so that was. 
that was really nice. I was first row again for that in the like next to the water. It was beautiful. I remember going outside of Coldplay's truck and waiting there to see if the band would come out. <laughs> and we waited there till like 1 a.m. only wow. to, for the stage manager to come out and say, yeah, they left like two minutes after the show ended. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. But anyway, any, any chance you have of meeting the band, you take that. Of chance. course, oh. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> some people like queue on the street uh, of like very big concerts, like some days before, because yep, it is it is common. Yep, that the band Definitely. just like shows up. I remember on 2017 on on São Paulo that they shoot the the DVD for live in São Paulo, and then like some friends of mine were on the list on on the queue for the show and. They were on a bike, like riding a bike next to the concert, like a day, the day before, and they just stopped by. Like there were like 20 people on the, on the on the line already. Wow! And they got to meet the band, and they got like um um autographed really cool. photos and and cars, and because they were there, so and, and they were not like waiting for the band; they were waiting for the show. The band just appeared out like because they wanted to meet the fans they, for, they, for anyone who who's never been to a show or who never went like never went like general admission you know it's a different experience general yes, admission. Yes. Uh, anyone who has never been to a show of any sort and want and like wants to meet the band my biggest advice is where there's smoke there's fire yeah. so where, wherever like you know, I'm gonna, I'm, so now i'm gonna fast forward to another experience that's gonna just exemplify that right so the next show in new york which is like we were so blessed that all of these shows were in new york and yeah now finally luckily, i remember people the rest on of twitter the world is getting cold play yeah i remember Peru, on twitter they did, they were calling it like the new york era because everything yeah, was yeah. happening in new york exactly so this is like this is where Uh, my group that I run, Coldplay NYC. If you guys want to follow, we're on we're Instagram at NYC. In a minute, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're um, this is like kind of where the group formed, right? So anyway, this happened in September, and they played a couple of private gigs in New York and LA. So the New York gigs, I got to go to all of them, and the first one was the Odyssey show. So yeah. they had this contest for this what they called a album release show for Odyssey. And you had oh, to was... text Coldplay to this radio station every hour. And I, me and my friend Jose, who I mentioned with the Jimmy Fallon show yeah, yeah. and the 4th of July show, we were just like texting nonstop Coldplay, Coldplay, Coldplay. <laughs> and then like, it was like text yellow to this number, yellow, 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 yellow. And we were just spamming, 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 spamming. <laughs> and people said not to spam or whatever, but I spammed. Yeah. And I did it like every single hour and I did it on my phone. I took my dad's phone and I texted <laughs> it on his phone. I took my mom's phone and I texted it on her phone. And wouldn't you believe that I won twice? Ooh. I won on my phone and I won on my dad's phone. I'm not surprised so, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I'm not surprised. And, all, and, and what's really crazy, like all the people from our inner like group, They all won. And it definitely, you know, like the true fans won, which yeah. is really nice. Um, but, you know, it was special. Like I was able to give, like I had two extra tickets. I gave it to my parents, you know, so they were oh. able to, they were like, oh, why, why are you so obsessed with this band Coldplay? You know, so they were able <laughs> to have, and, and like my dad, who has 
no conception of like what Coldplay is. Really? He's like, what's a Coldplay? <laughs> and yeah, and so he just has these front row tickets to a show that's like maybe 50 people. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this is nice. Oh, this is oh, Coldplay. Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, this is not what a Coldplay experience. <laughs> Try going yeah. to a, a, a stadium with like 100,000 fans. Like that's Coldplay. You yeah. Know? But he, like he thinks like they're these small, the small band that like a couple of people know about. Yeah. But... Anyway, this show was really cool because of what happened before the show. So yeah. before the show, um, it, so this, it was at a secret location. The secret location I can say now is uh, City Winery yeah. in New York. And it was right next to this small island. It's called Island Park in New York. And it's just like a little park that's like its own little island. You walk over this path and it takes you there. So it's like right next to City Winery. And we were all camping at a city winery. The show started at like seven or eight and we were camping out from nine. I think there were a couple of people I know, Haley and Christiane, and I think Jose, they were all camped out all night, which I think was a little bit excessive. We were just trying to beat like some of the other band, the other winners of the contest. We didn't know how, how crazy it would be. Yeah. It turned out that no one really showed up until like 2 PM the day of. So oh. we were all kind of camping out like, like for no reason, but what was cool was we all got to talk and hang out and spend time with each other, which is all yeah. what it's all about. And around 4 p.m., we see these black Escalades pull up. And keep in mind, like, this is New York City. Like, there's no one. There's, like, one way into the to the venue. It's not like there's, yeah. there's too many. So we knew that the band had to come through the front entrance. And they're, it's so funny. They have, like, a plan, like, when it comes to these kind of things. So... They have black, black Escalades pull up and the first one to always get out is Guy and Guy pretty much like runs inside and they're like, it's so crazy because we were literally, there's one door and we were like just staring at the door and they had us like lined up like maybe 50 feet away from the door because it was right next to uh, a driveway where, where trucks were coming in. So we had to like stay away, but we were watching and we barely, like, we just missed Guy come in, and then we saw Johnny and Will, but a bunch of security guards were surrounding them. Yeah. Chris, right? So it's funny because there was one street, and these two Escalades pull up, and the second one was just a couple members of the crew. Chris, is, Chris comes in his own Escalade, and his Escalade parks behind the other two, and you can't really see him come in. He's, like parking on, it's like a smoke screen. <laughs> yeah. So... And they do this on purpose, I guess, to avoid, you know, people. <laughs> so Yeah, um, I mean, they're, they're not wrong to do that. But no, for they're not us, wrong. They're but like your one, fans. One, of, one, of, one of us, one of, one, of our, one of my friends, Daniel, he went to the bathroom in, in that park next door, right? We were able to kind of get offline for a little bit, come back. And so Daniel went to the bathroom. And on his way back, because the, the park is on the opposite side of where Coldplay was coming from, on his way back, he was the only person to run into Chris from that like interaction. So he, he ran into Chris, Johnny, maybe Will. I don't know about Guy, but he ran into a few of them. Yeah. And then he came back with all these pictures. Meanwhile, we didn't even really see them come in. And we were just staring at this door the entire day. It was like the weirdest thing. And, and he told me, hey, hey, Henry. And I'm like, what? He's like, I saw, I saw Phil go into the park. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I, I, I just came from the park and Phil was there. You should like you should go. And I'm like, oh, okay. So uh, I I go to this park, and my friend Jens came with me, and we we walked into the park, and we saw Phil sitting there on the bench, and this is the creepiest thing in the world because we were kind of just like looking at him, 
And I even, who had met Phil before, was kind of like afraid to go up to him because he was on his phone. He was wearing ear, ear yeah. AirPods. And I didn't want to disturb him. So we were like hiding in this bush in New York. <laughs> and we were just like looking at Phil, just like talking to someone on the phone. That's and so, so finally, creepy. Good. And we're like peeking, like, is he done yet? Is he done yet? And we were like waiting there for 10 minutes, just like looking at him. Yeah. And... Finally, we see him get off of the phone, just like walking, like sitting there. And so we, we take our opportunity. We go up. I'm like, hey, Phil, I don't know if you remember me. I'm from SNL. He's like, oh, sure. Hey, what's up? And he was very friendly, very amicable. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know, there's a group of He's us waiting for the show and everything. And yeah. he was so nice. And but at this time, I was coming to Phil with an agenda. <laughs> yeah. Because the next show after the Odyssey show, they had a show, if you recall, at the Apollo Theater. Yeah, I and remember this, that one. This show, you could only get tickets through SiriusXM. And yeah. only one person from our entire group won this contest. So it was virtually impossible to win. And they weren't really taking many people. And you couldn't buy tickets, nothing like that. So I'm like, hey, Phil, like, listen, we're really excited for this show. But we understand there's another show at the Apollo Theater that's going to be legendary. And we just wanted to know if there was any way of getting tickets. You know, and he's like, ah, he, he goes, ah, oh, shit, man, I can't do anything about that. I don't do anything about the tickets, but tell you what, why don't you give me your email and I see what I can do. Wow. And I go, I go, all right. So he, we gave him our emails and it was me and Jen. So he, Jen gave his email. I gave my email and we talked, he signed my jacket. I had a custom higher power jacket yeah. and he, he, he signed that, which is really nice. Took a couple pictures and it was just me and my friend Jens and him. And that was it. You know, none of the other fans knew that he was there. So <laughs> then we came back with the good news and everyone was pretty excited. And then I think Haley went and met him as well. So it was like, uh, it was really cool experience for all of us. And the show itself was phenomenal. I mean, they played pretty much an entire set, not the entire set that you yeah. get at a stadium gig, but like. You know, like I would say 10 songs, but the difference is they played Coloratura. So it yes. was really cool. I, I was going to say that. The, I think that was the first time that they played Coloratura live. Yes. Yeah. That was so, the first yeah. time they played Coloratura uh, in front of an audience. Yeah. Uh, to my knowledge. So yeah. it was really cool. And uh, then after that was the Apollo show. Because the, the, the morning after that show, I got an email and we got 15 tickets. Uh, second Second row. To the Apollo show. And this is a show that I want to just talk a little bit about because this was the my favorite show of my entire Coldplay experience. Uh, keep in mind, I, I was to 12 shows on tour so far and no show <laughs> has matched this show. It, wow. it, this show was amazing. I mean, it didn't have the fireworks, didn't have anything like that, but it was just the entire experience. So we got, it was in Harlem mm. and it, it's, you know, in the middle of the city, it just said, you know, playing tonight, Coldplay. And no one really stopped. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't say Harlem is the place where Coldplay would normally play. And not a lot of people from Harlem, I don't want to generalize, but I don't think really interested in Coldplay. And I know that because a fan named um, Fatima, who is one of, the, one, of the, one of the most amazing fans of the entire fandom, wow. she was working she used to work for for she used to volunteer for unicef at coldplay shows during the viva oh, tour nice. and so the band knew who she was um and so she messaged debs and uh, saying that she's from from harlem that's why you mean harlem. right sorry Deb, yes yeah, yes, okay. Deb's wild. yes. Yeah, yeah. so she messaged debs and she was basically asking like hey i want to represent harlem and get like a bunch of our fans here and debs gave her like 
a bunch of tickets, you know, <laughs> to go to the show. And no one knew this and it was a secret. And she got a bunch of tickets, but the problem was no one from her area was really, first of all, a lot of people weren't vaccinated. You had to be vaccinated to go to the show. Yeah. And second of all, uh, people either weren't interested, weren't vaccinated, or they just couldn't go. So she actually ended up giving a lot of free tickets away to people from New York City who were just like really deserving fans. So that was really nice. I want to yeah. give a shout out to Fatima. She's a really amazing human. And um, I met Fatima for the first time right then and there. We were going. Um, so there was this side, this time in New York, there were two sides to this building. There was the back side where they were loading in the stage. And then there was the front entrance, which is like they had like, uh, backdrops and people were taking photos and things like that. Got it. So this was like the more low key spot behind the building where they were put. There were like there were trucks coming, and so this was my first time ever like meeting the band or being up close and personal with the band was wow. this game because yeah. then like, I remember from my last experience the black the black escalades came at four <laughs> o'clock and this time Chris would not escape me yeah. so. Still, guy runs in. He doesn't. I don't want to say he doesn't care about the fans. He just, he just he likes does, to have yeah, a routine. He deals it and, in and, and a, and a different way. Right? So, guy just goes yeah. right in, right? But then comes Johnny, and Johnny comes. He takes a couple pictures. Really got really cool pictures. Then comes Will. We all got our own picture with Will. Very nice guy. And the funniest thing happens, right? So I told you, Chris comes last. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a, like a, there's one vehicle that comes. It's like a smokescreen vehicle, <laughs> but it backfired on them because uh, this big truck comes and we're in New York. Right. So there's this big truck, very narrow road and the middle of all the hustle and bustle of everything. And they're like the, the building right next to the heart, the, the Apollo theater, they're loading in like furniture. <laughs> so <laughs> it's moving. And like, <laughs> The Escalade with Chris is right behind the truck oh. and like they can't get through. And JJ, who is the stage manager, uh, she was like, if they get him through, get him through, get him through. And they were like yelling. They were like, yo, move. they're like, move your truck, move your truck. We have to get, we have to, we have to get that Escalade through <laughs> and like, the show must go on. So finally the truck moves and the Escalade pulls up and out comes Chris with, um, with a member of, of, of the, uh, of the, of the roadies and Chris comes out and this was like around the time. I don't know if you're like familiar, like Chris was rumored to be like depressed. Yeah. Sad. I was going to talk about that. Yeah. Like that was a yeah. very strange time. Like people started was, theorizing on Twitter. There was rumors that yeah. he and Dakota broke up, yeah. you know? So, um, you know, whether or not that was true, I, I still can't confirm that. But anyway, Chris was definitely in a bad mood. Like he, he wasn't, he wasn't in a, He wasn't mean or anything like I that. I remember that he, he said something like, I don't feel like a superhero today or something. Like I was that. the one who called him a superhero. Yeah. I'm like, Chris, you're a superhero. And he was like, thanks, man. I don't really feel like that today. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, you're still our superhero. And you made you know, a very taking... nice Chris Martin impression now, by the way. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> no, it, you know, it just, we all got our, like our moment in the sun. It was so nice. And um, it was really cool show. I mean, I, I I can't speak about everything. We got literally free drinks, free like food and wow. second row tickets right from Phil. I mean, it doesn't get any better. And uh, right behind me was the CEO of Barstool Sports, Dave Portnoy. There were celebrities there. Like, yeah. like it was all B-list celebrities, like 
people from the Weather Channel, like weather people, <laughs> wow. uh, news reporters, all these people that like are, you know, not everyday people. And it was obviously recorded for Sirius XM and all these things. Um, it was just an amazing I guess show. it was the I, first I, time that My Universe got played, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, they played My Universe at the Odyssey show, but it was definitely probably one of the first times they played it like in front of a bigger audience. Yeah. Uh, yes. It wasn't released. I think it was the day before that the song got released yep. or something oh, like that. Oh, you know what? It was the first time they played People of the Pride. It was the yes. first time they played People yeah, of the I Pride. Yeah, I remember that. I remember and that Twitter went crazy because that was the day that we realized that it was actually The Men Who Swears. Yes. So, yep, And I exactly. remember running away from Twitter because I was like, I don't want the first contact to this song being on a video from Twitter that is like 30 seconds of the song. I want yeah. it to be the whole song. But when I saw that like people were commenting about how Chris uh, performed and uh, how those things happened, I, I, was, I was like, I, I, need to, I need to watch at least 30 seconds of that. And that was it. Only one. It, it, it was. It was. It was really. I li even. Yeah. I was there. I, I listened to it back on Sirius XM. I was like, "This is yeah. really amazing." And so here we have another uh, interesting story where I forget something, and it ends up like benefiting me. <laughs> oh so before God. the show, they were gonna comp. I don't know why I brought like my love flag to like a very like not like it wasn't so small, but it was like um, it was like an opera. Like it was like. A very enclosed space. I just like wanted to bring my love flag just to like oh, yeah. have it, you know, show that the true fans were there. But they 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 were going to confiscate it because it wasn't allowed inside. Yeah. But JJ, the 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 stage manager or tour manager, was there, and she was like, "No, love, give it to me. I'll give it to you after the show. Just come backstage." And I'm like, "Backstage." And so you like the word um, backstage, don't you? I, I guess. <laughs> I, I guess. Um, so anyway. After the show, it was pouring rain. Oof. And I, I go, you had to go outside the building. It was basically that same area where I met Chris before the show. Okay. And so I come back to the backstage area. JJ comes out, gives me my flag. And then right behind her comes Chris again. <laughs> so this time I, I got Chris to sign my higher power jacket. A couple people got pictures with him who didn't see him before the show. And it was nice. You know, like everyone got like their own picture or autograph or whatever. And uh, it was nice. And so then JJ was like, hey, you guys have been here long enough. You know, the band was very nice to you today. Can you guys like, Go please, like we're, we're trying to unpack the show. Like <laughs> she was kind of annoyed at us after because like she remembered us from the Today Show. She remembered yeah. us from the Odyssey Show, from the Fourth of July Show, from all these shows in New York. She's like, at this, like she was kind of pissed off. Like she had enough of us. <laughs> like, all right. You know, so we all went to Applebee's after and it was great, you know, wow. so um. Anyway, it was a great show. And the last show that was in New York in that stint of time was Global Citizen. Yeah, I was just I'm not really going to waste. I'm not going to really waste too much time talking about it, lots, honestly. Lots of if, people if you talked do it, about it here. And it, it, uh, it, it, I just wanted to ask it, one thing about this concert. Yeah, yeah. I am a very big Billie Eilish fan. So yes. um, I was watching it live. So um, when, when she and Phineas got into stage to sing Fix You, I literally broke like that yeah, was, was that was, was too much was really, for me i just wanted to it say it was that. really cool the thing about that show man is that like we all got there at 9 a.m Gr granted i got the vip ticket because i didn't want to like worry about general mission because general mission like at, at festivals is actually yeah like it's dangerous Oof. there's a lot of people and People passed out. It was extremely hot. It was like 92 degrees. Oof. It was very hot. 
we were waiting there. I didn't have a portable charger with me. So like I was low on energy. My phone battery was almost dead by the time it was like two, like by the time we even got in, you know, like two or three. And so I had to turn my phone off, you know, the entire show, whatever. I enjoyed the show. And, but Coldplay headlined, which is not a good thing because no. I had to wait until nine yeah. in the at night for them to come out. And by the time they came out, honestly, I was dead tired. Like I was just I can't think about it. so exhausted. Similar to like a stadium show where like, if you're waiting for general admission all day, yep. it's just like, you're kind of tired, but it's, it's not the same because you're not really with Coldplay fans. You're with like the Billie Eilish fans. You're with the crazy Sean Mendes fans. You're with like all these people who are dedicated to their person, like Lizzo, whatever. Um, there was a couple Coldplay fans, you know, but we were probably few and far between. And what's like disrespectful is that when Coldplay came on, a bunch of people just left. Like Oof. all the Sean Mendes fans just left. They're like, oh, Sean Mendes is not here anymore. Let's leave, you yeah. know. But ah, uh, Sean Mendes came back out, you know, to yeah. fix you. Yeah. And, um, you guys missed it. So it was anyway, yellow, wasn't but, it? Him and was it oh yeah, was it, it yellow? Was yellow? Who came out for fix you? Billy oh, Eilish. Was, um, <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yep, yep. They had like the whole they had the whole cast thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyway, listen, that whole thing was a blur. It was so tiring experience. Yeah. But it was fun. I'm, like, I'm glad that I did it. I would have a lot of fear of missing out if I didn't go. But honestly, that was probably, if, the, if I could miss one show, I'd probably just skip that. But <laughs> it was it was good. Would I do it again? Probably not. But it was nice that I did it once. Yeah. So, and there were people that, like, they met Phil. They met uh, We Are King. Yeah. There was a couple people that did have really good experiences. Uh, and like from the general admission side, but from the VIP side, we were kind of like farther away because there was like a then there was like an ultra VIP side, and they were blocking our view, so Oof. it was like it was just like a lot. <laughs> and um, whatever, it was good. But moving on, yeah. Um, I mean, I, that I, was my. No, I, I, yeah, remember, so, I remember those those concerts, especially um, the Global Cities one, because. Uh, I could watch it live, and and I remember yeah. I, I liked the the other artists. I mean, yeah. I, I was there online waiting the whole day for Coldplay, but I mean, Lizzo was very nice, and uh, yeah, uh, Billie Eilish also. I'm I'm a huge fan, but I remember that. And I, I while you were talking right now, I I cannot stop thinking about the Rock in Rio concert here in Brazil because that's yeah. going to be exactly the same thing. Yeah, and it's to be, be honest, for sure. like their day on Rock in Rio here, it's a bit messy. Like they got very yeah. different artists to that same day. Yeah. Um, yeah. They don't actually, on, on my personal opinion, they don't actually match. So, I mean, I, I'm uh, pretty sure yeah. that we're going to have a very, very similar effect that yeah, you're saying. Prob probably. <laughs> you know, Rock just pace Rio. yourself, drink lots of water, all that. Um I, you know, and uh, so my next experience I wanted to move to was the uh, was the show in Seattle. So this was special to me because it was on my birthday. It was oh. also my first time traveling for Coldplay, and yeah. So me and Patrick shared a birthday. Wait, wait. How many I, how many concerts have you attended on the actual music of this year's tour? On the on the on the tour, I went to twelve. Twelve. Um, okay. Yep, I went to twelve. So um, this, this you're Seattle the next Jimmy Dushku. Just wait online. Yeah, I know, I know. So uh, Seattle was an amazing experience because of the people that were there. It was really cool to meet some people from the West Coast. But it was also a lot of people from the East Coast that made the trip of the United States. And uh, Seattle, we're exploring. my first time in Seattle was really amazing. And I got to just see Coldplay first row for the first time in like a stadium setting. 
And yeah. it was really, I mean, it was an arena. It was really cool. I'm so glad I did that. It was um, probably 100- very different from what you have uh, experienced, yes. right? Yes, it was very different. Again, that was another show they played Colora Tour for one of the last, I mean, they oh. played it a couple times on tour, but they, like that was one of the last times they played it. So I, I'm it was, so sad with that. I cannot even mention, like, uh, that. that's a sensitive topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, listen, I, I know we're getting uh, a, a long time in here, but um, mo- moving to the, the music of the spheres portion of the, like the actual tour portion of it, um, you know, I went for the first time my first time going to Mexico, <laughs> I wow. went to Guadalajara with oh. my girlfriend who, who, who speaks Spanish. And uh, that was my only way I was able to get around. So thanks to her, I was able to just enjoy this experience. And that was to Eduardo Sanchez, who got me tickets because it's really hard to buy tickets to Mexico or yeah. even like um, anywhere even out like of your West. country. It's anyway, outside of your country, it's like very like hard to get tickets yeah. to because they don't really go on StubHub or TickPick or any of those sites. You have to like kind of maneuver through fans. You don't know who's trustworthy, but everyone knows Eduardo is trustworthy. So I got tickets from him and uh, we had a great time. It was the first time I saw the, the tour live. And, you know, I, I got two shows back to back and it was great. You know, it was also it's cheaper in Mexico because the currency is a little oh, different over there yeah. with the peso. So it was like $30 a night to stay at a hotel, like a nice hotel. It was it was actually really, really affordable. So it was probably more affordable than most of the United States shows. <laughs> yeah. So it but was, it was what, nice. What, what do you say that it is like the biggest difference? Because, I mean, some people, yeah. uh, when they got to this uh, this part of the tour, uh, it was inevitable to make like comparison between yeah. the Half of Dreams tour and the Music of the Sears World Tour. And yeah. honestly, lots of people are saying that this tour is bigger. It's like, okay. even more uh, Coldplay-ish, I, I may right. say, than well, Half of Dreams. And it, you and you don't have this comparison. I, I don't like, have this. I don't have the comparison. I mean, then there are people that went to Head of Dreams and didn't go to Music of the Spheres. So like, I, I don't have the comparison, to be honest. I mean, I've seen lots of videos of Headful Dreams concerts on YouTube. I think the biggest thing, I think the number one biggest thing is how they change general admission, right? Yeah. So I know in Europe, I think they did general admission in the Headful of Dreams, but ne- never in the United States. I don't think in Mexico. I don't think anywhere and else. It's funny because that's admission. only a thing in, in the United States. Like anywhere else it's in only the thing world, in like here in Brazil and lots of other countries, it, this is not a thing. Like everyone is... Yeah. Every kind of concert, even especially those big stadium concerts, we're there for general admission. So, right. Well, Headful of Dreams in the United States, they just had seating. And I, I know a lot of people that spent a lot of money that didn't even get to be first row, you know? So, here we just paid for like a general admission ticket. Like, it was usually the same price, like 150 US dollars yep. or so. Some of them were more expensive. I know, like Tampa, a couple of them were New York was expensive. But if you bought them like the day they came out, they were like $150. And it wasn't too, too expensive. The most expensive part is definitely the travel. <laughs> oh, yeah. But getting back to your question, it's probably the the interaction you get to have being so close to the band, being able to get up and dance and just being enjoyed. Because I know people get yelled at. I heard stories of people getting yelled at of getting out of their seat and dancing, which is like crazy. Really? For a, head full, for, for a head full of dreams. Yeah. Because they're so, dancing on a concert? It was like, yeah, they were like dancing in the aisle and they didn't want, they wanted them to get out of the aisle or whatever, but they're like, that's what you pay for. I know, I know, I know. So yeah. anyway, I would say that if, if I could make a comparison between like Mexico and the United States, it's definitely 
a lot different as far as the experience and probably different wherever you go, yeah. like in the world. Um, I, for them, you know, in, in, in Mexico, it was their first time seeing Coldplay from what I heard in Guadalajara since the Viva La Vida era. Wow. And also their first concert in general since COVID. So they were starving for this concert. They were yeah. like absolutely waiting for it. It was brutally hot on my end. Oh, I know we were like, luckily I brought... So I, I had made my Coldplay NYC flag. Uh, that yeah. was like, I just made that. And then I made, I had my love flag. So my girlfriend and I were covering ourselves from the sun using our flags. <laughs> and the, thank God we had that. We were pouring water over our head. We were just dying. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, I will say it was like a mad scramble. There were some US shows that were like this, namely Dallas. But most of the shows were very organized. The first the first show in Guadalajara that I was at was was it was like a bull rush the first night and the second night they were more a little more organized about it but they absolutely there was like almost no security <laughs> like it was kind of like I was kind of scared at first of like what did I get myself into people were like pushing and stuff that's like another thing people like in in, in general emission people like push and shove they a lot go crazy you know? yes they go crazy they so do. you have to make sure my, my advice anyone in europe listening to this right now who's going going to a show or in brazil or anywhere else in the world that that haven't seen the show yet especially i guess in argentina try to like if once you get to the barricade or wherever you are try to like spread out because people will be very fast yeah. to go next to you or put like put their foot next to you or put your hand like put their hand over you try to get the barricade yeah. Literally, like, spread your legs out, spread your arms, and just give yourself as much space to breathe. And they mean, like, uh, this thing about, like, the, having the, the great spot and this kind of thing, this is so relative. I mean, I yeah. have a spot that I want to be on. I, I, I imagine myself there. I want to be close to the B stage. But honestly, when the show starts, that's not the point anymore. Yeah. So, like, run and try to catch a good spot, and that's that's nice. He has, like, arrive early and those kind of things. But if you don't get to the spot that you want to, I can assure you that's not going to ruin your day. So be okay with that. Like, yeah. So I just wanted to uh, go back to this thing of of, um, of the difference between those shows because. When I listen to you and, and I listen to all those experiences and, and even connect those experiences that you brought today with other fans that have already been here telling the same stories but with different perspectives and different backstories, it's the only thing that goes to my mind is like, wow, first of all, you're very, very lucky. You're all very lucky because uh, there was a series of encounters and a series of, of, of moments that you have with the band that is just so special moments and... But at the same time, we have very different uh, experiences because seeing the band live in a, in, a, in a stadium means like screaming on the top of your lungs and with a hundred thousand people, maybe less, but well, whatever. But when you but you you started in concerts with like fifty people and then to fifty thousand people, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure you cannot pick one. You say, oh, this is best. This is because. When we talk about the experiences, even though like a 50 people concert show, it's not like a 20, 30 song set lists. And this is a very big deal. Right. But at the same time, I mean, um, how can, how can you, how do you see the difference between um, 
those those two kinds of concerts. To be honest life. with you, um, if I had to pick, I would definitely pick the small shows. I, I the small uh, shows. I was rooting for that. <laughs> yeah, um, the the small shows. You know what? It it just it's more intimate. You get to yeah. be closer to the band. You have an actual chance of meeting the band and talking to the band. Like if you're if you're just there. And you're you're like you show up early, like you have a really good chance of running into the band, right? So yeah. it, it's just like it's a whole experience that I hope every Coldplay fan gets to experience as a is like a smaller show. I know they they only play them mainly in LA and New York, but there are a couple of places I know in London they have they played like a show in the Museum of Natural History, you know. So yeah, it, it, they 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 have their moments. Uh, I, I want I want to say that if if the next album is like another like ghost stories or everyday life kind of album, yeah. I hope they do um, more like smaller shows. You know, those are just the best. But um, to, to to give you one experience that goes in the favor of bigger shows, I do want to talk about my experience on stage. So oh. I was. Luckily, I had the lifetime, the experience of an adventure of a lifetime to, <laughs> to say a Coldplay pun. Um, I had an adventure of a lifetime being able to introduce the band on stage. So, oh, yeah. Not, and not, that's another benefit from arriving early, right? Yes. Those are the people who usually introduce the concert. Yes. So I'm going to give you guys some insider information and you guys can try your best if you're listening and you're going to a future show. Um, there are people that make this decision that walk around. Uh, there's yeah. two people from the band, uh, Lauren and Min, and you know, I, I, they're basically wearing black shirts. I don't really know how to describe them, but they walk around and and they make the decision on who's going to be on stage, right? So it all began with this um, with my friend Eduardo, who gave me tickets to the Mexico show. He runs Coldplay Monterey, and so he got chosen oh, yeah. to to go uh, on stage and um, I asked him how he did it. And he told me the people to, to reach out for. And um, he, he told me like, listen, you got to look for these people. So the tour was going on and I was looking for them. I couldn't find them at, at really all the shows. I, I saw, I, I, I saw them, but from afar and I couldn't really get in hold of them. So I finally see them in, in Chicago uh, for the first night, I see men walking around the perimeter of the stage between the barricade and the stage before, as the show is being set up before her goes on. Uh, he kind of goes around and, and like looks around the audience. And yeah. I, I go up to men because he was choosing someone else for the Chicago show. I go up to men and I go, like, hey, like men, I have, you know, uh, this page called Coldplay NYC. And I would really like to introduce the band in New York or New Jersey. And he, yeah. yeah, like sure. And so Haley was next to me at the time. Haley did it was avoiding spoilers, so they didn't even I know remember. about the um, that there were people to introduce the band. So yeah. I knew my girlfriend was next to me on the left, but I knew she didn't want to do it. She's not really like a diehard Coldplay fan, so she also gets nervous. So I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to put her in that spot. So I was like, yeah, you know, Haley is my friend and. We go to shows together. At that point, we had been to like six or seven shows together. So Got it. this was Haley's first time on tour, on, on the Music of the Spheres tour. And oh. Haley didn't know what to expect. So Min basically told Haley and I that we could introduce the band in Jersey. So we were super excited, right? But, you know, like there are chances that it doesn't happen. I don't know. Like there was no yeah. written, there was no, like it wasn't written down. He was like, yeah, you guys can do it. I'll see you guys there. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I don't know what to think. 
So then in DC, I see Lauren, who's the other person who makes this decision. And Lauren walks around. I don't know what their job titles are because they have different jobs. Yeah. But they, they, do both, a lot of they both have a say in who does it. And yeah. so I, I, they were picking someone else for the DC show, someone who had these amazing drawings of the band. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, but there was this, there was this guy who had these amazing drawings of the band, like hand pencil, everything, the whole nine yards. I, it was a, I, I think I saw that. So they, I think Chris himself, well, he, he, Chris wasn't like there picking him, but Chris, I think, told them to find this guy in the crowd and have him be the one to introduce the band. So they found him. He was right behind me at the barricade and he handed the drawings to Lauren and Min. And they're like, wow, this is really cool. And he had them laminated and everything. He's like, well, we wanted to ask you if you want to introduce the band. And so as Min was kind of hanging out with him, I asked, I I introduced myself to Lauren. I'm like, hey, like, I don't know what Min told you, but I asked him to do the New York show because this was DC. So I asked him to do the New York show. I wanted to know if we were still good for that. I was like, yeah, like, nice to meet you. We'll see you there. I'm like, okay, cool. So leading into the New York show, like I had every reason to think that I was doing it. But for some reason, I had this feeling like it wasn't going to happen. Like I was going to be disappointed that we're going to choose someone else or whatever. (laughs) And so you never know. Haley was there extra early, making sure that we were like close. Because even if you get chosen, like you still have to go in like a normal person and like, you know, you get your normal spot. So anyway, New York, as we circle back, I had this page called Play NYC. It existed since September. So there were some people that knew me from that. There were some just regular friends who I had, who I made. Like I saw my friend Luke for the first time since SNL. I saw like a bunch of people from different places, different shows that were there. And I talked to them. And, ta- and honestly, I, I wasn't on my phone the entire day. I was literally <laughs> just talking to fans talking to the fans i felt like a, like a celebrity because i just knew everyone there have you ever been to like a place where you know everyone like it was just crazy and the people that yeah. i didn't know i introduced myself to i'm like hey like i'm henry i run this page you guys can get involved because that's how we that's how we grow the page and yeah so anyway i was in the middle of all of this we're taking group pictures we're doing this i was doing interviews with some fans from the page who, were, who have been involved for like a year now and it was just so wholesome and pure and so in the middle of the, all this someone taps me on the shoulder and it's Lauren and Min. And they, and they go, hey, Henry, who are you with? How's it going? And I'm like, oh, I'm here with Haley. You know, we're doing our thing. And it was kind of weird. Like, they didn't ask. They, they were just, like, looking at us. And I'm like, <laughs> so are we still on for today? Like, I'm, like, <laughs> like asking. And like, and, like, Lauren is like, well, we don't really make those decisions, which I don't think that's true. But we don't really make those decisions. <laughs> but we see you've been coming to a lot of shows. So we wanted to ask you if you would introduce the band tonight. And I'm like, uh, yes. Of so, course. Uh, of course. You know, and, and my family, who, they weren't doing general admission, but my family got, uh, got tickets for Christmas. I gave them tickets for Christmas and they were out. Um, they, but then, you know, my parents obviously don't want to be general admission. They want to be like, come later Senior. and just watch from yeah. the top, you know. So, I did not tell them because I didn't want them to be disappointed if it didn't happen. So basically they're like, they they just saw you there on stage. stage. Yeah. So (laughs) Lauren Min said, Hey, come to the side of the stage after her performs and we'll get you settled up. So I'm like, okay. So like two songs went went after her got to like a certain point because we all knew her set list at that time. So the second to last song that she played, we went back, we went to the side of the stage 
And this guy brings us to, to backstage. We see like these young girls, like just like dancing, turned out to be the band's kids. And oh, yeah, I, I didn't I recognize them because, you know, maybe you see pictures of them when they're younger, but I haven't seen them, you know, really in a long yeah, time. Yeah, they grew a lot. They grew a lot. Yeah. So anyway, we're just, Haley and I, we're taken backstage. We meet men backstage. He gives us these cue cards of what to say and what, like how to introduce the band. And you're allowed to go off script a little bit. In fact, they want you to memorize it and add your own personal little touch to it. Yeah. So Haley and I were practicing backstage. And finally, and, and keep in mind, every show, like they say on the website, the show starts at 845 and never starts. Not even at night. Yeah. It starts at like 930. They have to wait for it to get dark. There's usually a bunch of delays. They wait for traffic. Yeah. To in. This is the first show that actually started at nine. And I'm like, oh, you don't have another hour, you know, until they start. But like, oh, two minutes. I'm like, what? Two minutes? Who said two minutes? <laughs> like, it's actually starting at nine o'clock today. And they're like, yeah, as always. And he winked at me, as always. As always. And I'm like, yeah. So I didn't really have time to be nervous. So uh, the, they put us on this ladder that's almost like an a-, a ladder to your attic. Like it's just like a like a steel ladder. And you walk up, you pop your head up, and you're on stage. So I yeah. pop my head up, but like I'm like behind Donnie's guitar set, so no one really sees me. So and it's also really dark on stage. There's yeah. no lights beaming at you. And it's also nighttime. Then I put my, so my head's above, uh, above the level of the stage. My legs are below the level of the stage because I'm on the ladder. And I pop my head below the stage just to see what was there, just to like see if anything changed. And right there was Chris, like right, Oof. like right, like to my left was the band. And I'm like, oh my, and but Minnie's like, you can't take your phone out. You take, you can't take your phone out. I'm like, okay, I understand. I understand. But and you know he's like, don't bother them. Like they're doing their like pre-show ritual routine, and I see like Chris jumping up, like the girls putting like Warm microphones up, on his shirt and everything. Yeah. So like we're like, all right, we'll just leave him alone. But um, yeah, so it was crazy. We got up. They, men told us when the when the spotlight comes on you, that's your cue to start speaking. And um, yeah. we're nervous, you know. But luckily, I was able to get the words out, and we were like, we we're trying not to talk too fast. We were trying to enunciate everything uh, and just not be nervous and try to talk into the mic. So I don't know why I carried my voice like, hello, New York, New Jersey. I don't know why I said it like that, <laughs> but like, I felt like I really needed to reach the back of the stadium, you know, like yeah. project my voice rather than be like, hello, New York, New Jersey. Like, of course, <laughs> it's a very specific kind of energy that you yeah, need to exactly. have because and when you're it's a lot of people. There, I understand how Chris does it because there's like an intensity, like an energy when you're up yeah. there. It's just like you want to jump around and like just go nuts, <laughs> you know, like it, it's like this specific kind of energy that Chris talks about in his interviews. Yeah. It's really true. Yeah. And so after we were done introducing the band, everyone was going crazy because there's a lot of suspense. Usually when her finishes, there's like 40 minutes and everyone's just like yeah, waiting like, there. What and now? They're, like- <laughs> they're watching like a video of like the same thing going on. Yeah. And so people are like going nuts, but we have to get out of the way for the band because the band comes on the side of the stage. So yeah, we were taken down that exact same side of the stage and we had to get back to our spot before Coldplay came out of the curtain. So like, yeah. I imagine by the time we got to the back, to the, to the bottom of the stairs, Coldplay was actually like right behind us. But we couldn't really like, turn around because like, Min was kind of like grabbing us by the ear to make sure we were yeah. going to our, our spot. And not the like really dialing anything because the show right? must go on, right? Yeah. So we get we run around 
the perimeter of the catwalk and the B stage because we our spots were on the opposite side. So we ran around the entire catwalk on the on the perimeter, not on the catwalk itself, but on the perimeter between the yeah. barricade and the catwalk. And we're running, and all my friends are first row. They're like Henry, Henry, Haley, you know, and like chanting our names and like being so like. I remember like just like yelling. We did it! We did it! Yeah! Yeah, that's the best way to begin a concert for you. Like, yeah. I, I, I imagine the higher power was nuts because of that. Because yes. the amount of energy you already had in yourself, like, this it was con- enough for the whole show. This concert, though, was crazy. I mean, besides introducing the band on stage, I mean, that, like, set the tone. Um, like, we, we were able, so Min was able to get us back in our spots at the barricade. So he basically yeah, that's, that's took, us, took us back to our spot told the people to move back and we swung our legs over the barricade and got right back to our spot. So oh we still God. got a first row spot for the actual show, which was crazy. And uh, deserve it actually. Come on. Yeah. And then, so there are so many things that happened during the show. There's so many special moments. And what I want to yeah. like, I want to say is that it wasn't just like me. It was, it was the people from the group that like, like something amazing happened to almost everyone. Like, you know, from Dakota Johnson was there. She was I right, remember. She was like right in front of me. And um, who's um, Guy Berryman's, who, who his fiance, Kesia, came right up to us. And he's like, you guys did such a good job on stage. And I'm like, oh, wow. thank you, uh, supermodel Kesia. And um, <laughs> I asked Dakota for a selfie. And Dakota was actually going to come and do it. But the, the, the band kids were there, like Apple, oh. Moses. They were all there. I don't know the names of the other of the kids from the other band members, but they were Remember all there. The, we have Nico, that is Guy Berryman's, and, and Rex. Yes, could be. Probably we have more, but I Probably, don't remember. Probably, yes. I don't, I don't really know them. I, and yeah. I, I, I respect their privacy, so I don't want to like of course, uh, yeah. talk to them or anything. But I, I wanted to, just a selfie from Dakota Johnson in the middle yeah. of like Fix You. And um, oh. and she was gonna do it, but then like the kids were in the way, so she couldn't really. And she's like, you know what? Like I'm with my kids right now. Like we're just gonna hang out and oh, just watch yeah. the show. I'm like, yeah, I understand. But the fact that they talked to us and like interacted with us was cool. Yeah. And, and then after the show, I just want to say another cool, a, a couple of cool moments for a couple of other people. Um, so Saf, who you interviewed before, yeah, had a sign that said, "Chris, can I have your jacket?" And I'm like, "Why did you bring that did, sign? Right? It's never going to happen." He has a literally, nah. he literally has an assistant to collect his jacket at the end of the show, yeah. and but somehow he gave it right to Saf, and I, yeah, I'm he so pointed happy to that her, happened because right? like he was, pointed to her and, and threw yeah. the 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 thing at her. So yep. I mean, and I'm pretty sure that Chris knows somehow yes. what Seth is involved because she's yeah. amazing. Like she, she develops the greatest uh, a Coldplay uh, outfit since the very beginning. So, I mean, yep. she totally, des- I got so happy for her on that yep. day because she totally deserves it. Yeah. And, and so right after that, a bunch of people were running after the show was over to the certain spot, to the sound booth. And I'm like, why is everyone running to the sound booth? I, I figured all, like sometimes they have set lists over there. So people are like running for a set list. But then I run towards that area and I look up. I'm like, oh, that's why people are running. And there was Phil. And so yeah. this is like my fifth encounter with Phil. And 
Um, he talks to me again. We take a video. Like, hey, and every time I meet him, I'm like, hey, do you really remember me? I'm like, hey, I'm from SNL. He's like, yeah, I know who you of are. Of course, he remembers and, and, you. And like, but there's a lot of he meet, he meets a lot of people. So I'm like, do you remember yeah, me? He's yeah. like, yeah, I remember you. And so we take a video. You know, we're talking back. I don't. I forgot what we talked about. But he signed my cue card. Like that. Like, we got to keep our cue cards that like are laminated. And they say, oh, welcome to the stage, Coldplay. And so he signed yeah. that, and that was really cool. Um, but a lot of people got to meet him, you know, for the first time. And I was happy for the other fans who were maybe newer to the group who got to like have this unique experience. You know, they yeah, kind of like yeah. got to have the same experience as me a couple of years ago and many other people who who got to meet the band and, you know, and, and have those experiences. So it's like a religion. Like, it's like a religion, exactly. Other and, people and Phil to... is like the priest or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And so anyway, there's a lot of other experiences, you know, uh, from... Uh, my friend Nabil getting um, Chris Martin's oh. shirt at the end of Philadelphia yeah. show. It was pouring rain. And then uh, I, I also want to say at the end of Tampa, my friend Christian, who camped out all that time in um, SNL, she was dressed up as the alien and she got on stage on oh, Tampa. Yeah. What, yeah. When, she was the one that wasn't an Angel Moon cosplay but she was just an alien and they asked her to go oh. on stage with the angel moons and yeah, I uh, remember that. she was dancing. And I want to say that was my favorite part was seeing that for her because I know of she course, deserves it. Yeah. Um, she's like one of the most dedicated fans I know. So anyway, um, to wrap if up, you dressed up as an alien to yeah, go to Coldplay to, concerts. And, and I mean, not, you deserve to go on stage. Concert, but that concert was 95 degrees. Oof. It was very hot. I felt the skin melting off of my bones. Like it was oh actually like, disgustingly hot and and she was there she's from florida so she was there from like like nine like very early maybe earlier they were they were there extremely early so i want to i wanted to take this time to give shout outs to like a bunch of fans that like made this tour so much more enjoyable um shout outs to to mark to christiane to to devin to lewis to all the people even who before this tour I met that maybe weren't didn't get to go on tour, but like really made this fandom more enjoyable. Um, Jose, um, Jeff, Jessica, Mahek, um, so many people, Haley, obviously, Saf, uh, and then my, yeah. my lovely girlfriend, Graciela, who, who has accompanied me to seven of the 12 shows that I went to. Wow. And she was a really nice girlfriend because she never went to a Coldplay show in her life. She never even, she didn't really know many of the songs. And, and then she went to seven went to row? seven. She went to Mexico <laughs> with me, like to see, to just like spend time with me and see Coldplay with me. And she's really amazing. So huge shout out to her. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the tour, for those of you who haven't experienced it yet, is really amazing. I would definitely try to do general admission if you can. Um, it definitely yeah. is intense, especially if you come early. I would say that if you want to, people always ask me what time should I go to get their first row. If you want to get first row, you probably should go between anywhere between 9 and 12, uh, yeah. 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh, if you yeah. go, you can go at like 3.30 or 4 and get like second row. Um, yeah. But, it, you know, after that, it becomes a gamble. There are people that I've heard that have shown up at 4 and gotten first row just by being really fast runners because after they release if you are, the, yeah if you are if you're from brazil like i don't think that will happen because yeah <laughs> like usually this time around 3 and 4 p.m it's the time that the gates are opening oh okay. so if you're if you here in brazil at least if you get on a concert around that time you're not going to stay 
yeah. <laughs> on, on, like, on yeah, the front I, I, the row I, or something like that. I, I know that in Brazil and certain other parts, I know in Europe, UK, London, it probably does change a lot, right? The United States is not yeah. as crazy, especially the weekday shows. Like, I know Philadelphia was like a Tuesday, so it was like, or a Thursday. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah, that's, like... that's a point as well. Like, if you're on a, on a concert on the weekend, it's, it's a totally different thing if you're going to a concert on a weekday exactly so yeah yeah so it, you know it, it's a little different but it's still an amazing experience like philadelphia was really of cool because of, of the rain and and the rain like the rain made I've it seen the so pictures, much, man. so <laughs> yeah interesting like there was confetti and then it, like it was wet confetti it was there was the fireworks <laughs> there is like thunder there was lightning i i remember i actually left my spot because i was standing right next to nabil like literally our shoulders were touching um and then i left that spot before he got chris's shirt because i wanted to for once i wanted to get a really close spot to the c stage so no one really oh. knows that they go to the c stage because no one really knows like what happens like most of these people are just regular people they don't really yeah. they don't really nerd out on what happens with each song or whatever so but i know yeah. after uh sky full of stars they go to the c stage so i know some people who have already like left yeah when so they play, I, I, like, left, sky full of stars. I left the barricade to head over to the c stage to just i wanted to get like a first row uh seat for sparks just to do that once and i also oh. wanted to do the bikes so i i went for, oh. i went for sparks and it was thundering and lightning out and pouring rain. There were a couple people that left, but most people stayed. And yeah. we were just listening to this intimate Sparks song in the rain. And it was perfect. I want to oh, say that was God. one of my favorite. Like there yeah. were certain songs in certain places that just sounded better. Yellow in New York was one of the best versions of Yellow I've ever heard for whatever yeah. reason. Sparks and that's and a very nice thing because uh, it, it, it shows like definitely that each concert even though that they play like the exact same set list, yeah. each concert is 100% is unique, different. for sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, I completely agree. Uh, I know like for, for, for Pride Month, uh, June 1st was the uh, show in D.C. So like people yeah. of the Pride and, and D.C. was nice. Uh, like there are so many like unique songs in unique places that they play that yeah. were really cool. I have a very like strange feeling because they're going to play here in Brazil in the month of the elections. Uh and, um, well, Brazil is not in the best political scenario. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure that this concert is going to be, like, they're going to be here for a whole week. And it, it's a week that is very close to the, the first part of the election. So I'm pretty sure that we're going to have a very intense uh, concert because people are going to be in need of some kind of relief. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. They no, will sure. need a moment to, like, put every like demon out of their bodies. And this mm. is going to be, I'm pretty sure a cold place. That, that's good to know. That's good to know. I, I really am excited for you guys. I, I definitely know yeah. Brazil have been asking for Coldplay for such a long time. And I'm yeah. so happy they're finally coming. Um, I, I do want to say I should be, uh, I do have tickets to one more show on the tour. I'm not going to Europe, unfortunately, <laughs> but uh, I am going to the final show scheduled so far on tour. Uh, which is the 10th show in Argentina. So Really? Yeah, so wow. I, 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 I am expected to be there uh, on, I think it's November 8th, I think. So um, yeah, if anyone's going like that. to that show and want to say hi, I don't really speak much Spanish, um, but <laughs> if you speak English, uh, we'll talk, even a little German. Um, yeah. yeah, so anyway, it, it, it's been a dream come true to just 
from all the experiences I've had, because I told you earlier in the podcast, I didn't get to go to a headful of dreams. And I was always down on myself because yeah. I didn't I missed out on those experiences. But I have made up for it <laughs> with with all these uh with these these really cool uh, experiences. I've been to 19 shows in two years or yeah. three years. So um I'm really like even if the small shows are half of them, I've been to 12 shows on the tour. Oh, so, it counts, but it yeah. counts, of course. Yeah, so. And it's funny because uh, you have been a fan for a long time. And yeah, I have been I, I a fan for a while. That. Yeah. yeah, and I was going to comment that when you when you mentioned, um, I have a similar story on that because I, actually I've discovered the band basically around the same time as you, and the first concert I have attended, and the only one uh, like until now that I have attended was in 2017 on São Paulo, the DVD concert and those kind of things, and that was very nice. But I mean, I got the same feeling like. I've known these guys for since forever, and uh, I've never. So I, if you, I, I have been to the uh, Half Full of Dreams concert, mm -hmm. but it was only one. Yeah. And I mean, um, it was the first one. Yeah. So I ha I, I know what you're talking about, and, yeah. and I know that there's a lot of people who are in the same shoes as we are, and or as we were some 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 years ago. And in, in your case, last, yeah, uh, 2019. I, I, I want to actually. So, I want to. I want to talk to those people. So for anyone listening, that. <laughs> Is maybe a, a big fan. I got people that message me like, oh, I've never been to a show and whether they live in a certain country that maybe is less explored by Coldplay. I want to just say that, you know, keep your head up. It, something amazing is going to happen. I think if you're a true fan and it's Coldplay is really in your heart and you know that if one day they come to your town or even close by where you can travel and, and you're able to do it, like something is something good is going to happen. And try to just talk to people who have maybe a little bit more experience who are going to that, who are going to those shows and just follow, you know, ask to be their friend. And uh, yeah. most people are very kind and they're like, yeah, sure. Like what's going yeah, on? That's, that's a great point because like, even this is the whole point of this podcast. Like uh, we are a community. So, um, and most of the people are very like friendly and, and open to talk about. It's our favorite band. Of course, we want to talk about it. Exactly. We're here for one hour and a half talking about our favorite band. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Um, so don't if you're new to this whole kind of thing or if you, you were going to your first concert and you don't know how it's going to be or anything like that, talk to people. Like Talk to, to people around you. And if Coldplay is not coming to your area like soon or something like that, well, since they have Full of Dreams, they're trying to expand the the regions and the places that they actually attend to, yeah. uh, on concerts no. and on, on tours. And they, they're they actually doing a very nice job on that. They um, are doing they a very nice on job. Tour, and, and they started this tour on Costa Rica, which was a place I think they'd never been to. Yeah. So, and they made like a couple of concerts. It was a lot of concerts there. So, and it, th those are very nice concerts. And this is happening. Like if, if you see, if you think that Coldplay is not watching you, if... Yeah, the, the band is not is never going to play there. Well, they played on Jordan a few years ago. It was like a, a mark on history for them and for the yeah. country. So I mean, I think they uh, they, they very much respect the fact they have fans all over the world. They, not not yeah. every band does, but they they definitely do. It, and exactly all all over the world. So they do a good job. They're having trouble right now. From I, from what Jimmy tells me. Um, they're having yeah. trouble right now um, getting um, getting steel, and mm -hmm. I, I know Chris has talked about this in a couple of interviews. But they're having a hard time yeah. getting steel, and they're having a hard time getting truck drivers. Believe it or not, and <laughs> yeah. it's making it. They're also their stage 
is being stopped at customs in a lot of different places. So yeah. this it makes it logistically like a nightmare for them. That's why they're booking a lot of the same locations multiple nights. Like they're doing yeah. like ten nights in Argentina, or how many? How many are they doing yeah. in Brazil? Six, six or seven? Well, if you count Rio and São Paulo, nine. Nine. Okay, yeah. So there you go. So they're doing. They're keep. They're staying like in the same areas. I noticed, and I think once things open up a little bit more with COVID, especially. They had to build time into the schedule for COVID in case there were cancellations. Yeah. And so next year, next summer, there should be more space yes. to do more shows, you know, but... I was going to talk about that. Like, yeah. guys, remember that this is only the first year yeah. of the tour. Yeah. We still probably have the whole year of 2023 and maybe even the beginning of 2024. Yeah. So this is not and, over. And I think if they do stop, they're just going to create another album and then start again. So yeah, yeah. they they definitely like, and, and maybe they'll do that one album off thing where they don't tour that album, but that's fine. Listen, going to see- It's like, only go, a year long. It's only like, it'll be like a year. I think they want this to be all wrapped up in five years. Like they want the, the yeah. album, the three albums, because apparently like they know the albums and they probably mm -hmm. have written most of the songs for these albums. And- um, they, they probably have a they have they probably have a calendar. They probably have a schedule. So I would say you can't really look farther into the future than five years. So I would say it's it, it's all going to happen relatively quick. So that's why if you do have the opportunity to go to a show, if you're lucky enough, if it happens, you know, spend the money if you can. You know, if you can afford it, go. If if you can take a day off from work, just do it. it it's yeah. it's going to be worth it. You'll regret not doing it. So usually what I say to people is like when they announce the first single, start saving money if yeah. you can. Because yeah. it <laughs> means that from yeah, it means that like six months or maybe a year from that moment, yeah. they are going to play in your city. If you're <laughs> so a crazy person start saving money. If you're a crazy person like me who goes who's been to like twelve shows on the tour, <laughs> it's not even the shows that are expensive, it's the travel. And it's the yeah. it's the it's the Ubers going from the hotel to the airport. Yeah. It's the It's the food. It's you know all the and I like to. I can't go to like Chicago without going to Wrigley Field to see the Cubs. Like I have to do things yeah. that are in the area of the place. So um, every single time I went to a Coldplay show, I basically made it like a whole vacation of that entire city. Yeah. So it's hard, you know, like not enjoying yourself. But um, luckily, I got to do it for about a month, and hopefully, I'll be able to do it in Argentina and then again next year. But. Yeah. I've had my full well, Coldplay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that before Argentina, they still have one or two other extra concerts here in Brazil. Yeah. And I will do my best to go because it will be like, I, I'm going to the, the concert on October 18th. Okay. That is a, uh, a Wednesday. And they are probably coming back for the, 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 the weekend. Okay. So I'm trying my best to go to the, those weekend concerts as right. well. But, well, if you want to stop by, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, for you're sure. You're already going to Argentina. Come on. I represent Coldplay NYC and, and everywhere, you know. It's, yeah. It's it's um, it's um it's crazy because I'm actually having surgery in September. I'm having um, jaw surgery. So I'm hoping uh, that's the beginning of September. So I'll be at a commission for then. But so... Get, Give me two months and hopefully <laughs> I'll be able to be doing Argentina. But I knew even Argentina, I wasn't able to do art. I didn't do general admission. I could have done general admission, but I decided not to do it I because 
I felt like it would have been dangerous and I don't want to... You have a point. I ha- have yeah, a point. I, I, I've done that. I've done that enough. I've never actually watched the show <laughs> from a bird's eye view. So now I want to see it from afar. Oh, I, I guarantee you that's a, a completely different thing. Yeah. And it's as awesome as being very close to the stage. Yeah. I can guarantee that too. Yeah, yeah, it's, for sure. Like I remember when the Xylobands first started on the I Have a Little Dreams tour and I was like in the very top of the of of the the stadium i just started sobbing i was like this yeah. is so beautiful like, this, really nice i've never seen something like that and, and i mean it it was 2017 i've already seen like lots of pictures for example from the yeah. zelda work but that that was unique yeah i'm sure that's no for sure i mean listen there's no bad place to watch a Coldplay show right like yeah. you can watch yeah. the show from the very last row and have a good time. You could be next to the barricade and have a good time, you know, but you know, the barrier, one thing I will say about general mission is that it's not easy. You know, like you, it really takes a lot out of you, especially if you're doing multiple, especially if you're doing back to back shows, like, like um, New York was back to back. I like, think about it. I got up early. I had to take, Going from New York to New Jersey is actually not easy. It's like, no way you cut it. Like, whether you go to the city, you have to take the train, or you have to drive through so much traffic. Like, it's not an easy commute. <laughs> and um, yeah. doing that two days in a row, even like being in my hometown, quote unquote, like, it was a lot. And then staying all day in the line, in the heat. And then you talk to people, so it kind of goes by. But by the end of the show, you really feel it. So... Make sure you have the energy, drink lots of water, eat, you know, like try to be smart. Don't uh, make sure you abide by their bag policy. I've seen people like not be able to bring their bags in. Pay attention to the rules, guys. Clear bags, buy like a cheap clear bag on Amazon and um, like put all your stuff in it. And it makes it a lot easier that way. Yeah, that's exactly. Harry, thank you very, very much for being here. It was a very nice way to actually come back for me uh, to this new row of, of episodes here in the podcast. This, this must be like the first two-hour podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to remind if we have another one, but okay, probably. probably. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, you know, thank you. Shout outs to you, Rodrigo, for, for having me. And I love your podcast. And I'm hoping maybe I'll be back oh, uh, one you. day after many more Coldplay experiences. Yeah, we'll have lots of talk. That that, <laughs> that would not be a problem. Yeah, yeah. Harry, thank you very much. See yeah. you around. If you come to Brazil, maybe, or, or <laughs> Buenos Aires. Yeah. Uh, I would love to, to actually chat face-to-face with you. For sure. So it, it would you're be welcome. really special. So, Harry, thank you very much. I hope that you have a nice time. And, yeah, we'll see you later. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Go Talks. This podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by me, Rodrigo Saminis. I also made a soundtrack of the show, which is original since season two. Graphic design is made by Luis Eduardo Pinheiro. I ask you, please, to rate the podcast and follow us in the platform that you're listening to. It helps us a lot. Also, if you like Co-Talks and want to support the show, please consider buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Pod to donate whatever you want. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Co-Talks Pod, P-O-D. Thank you very much and see you next week.